Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the Lucifer After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Where we're going to be breaking down every single episode of the Lucifer TV series on Fox. We're going to be taping at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every single week every Monday. So be sure to tune in, send us your questions, send us your comments, comment on the video below, subscribe, and hit us up on iTunes with a comment rating. Right after this intro, we're going to start getting into it. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello guys, thank you for watching the Lucifer After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux, and we're going to be breaking down the pilot today. Joining me today are my partners in crime, the PICs. Welcome to Lucifer Show. We have Samantha Benitz. Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. And of course we have Isis Velasquez. Yes, you can find me at Isis Velasquez and the number four on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, that's S-T-P-H-N-L-E-M-I-U-X, as well as doing all these shows on the Popcorn Talk Network. So go ahead and follow the Popcorn Talk as well. And you know what, go ahead and give AfterBuzz TV a follow. This song is uh, Cage the Elephant, uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. You guys have heard it. It opened the show and it ended the show. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a good, I mean, it's it's, a, it's an obvious choice for this show. Definitely. To be perfectly honest. But it, it sets the tone. He's driving in his car. He's doing all that. So uh, a little bit of backstory on this show before we get into it. And a lot of people are going to be uh, comic book fans watching this show. A lot of people are going to be watching us being like, oh my God, are they going to compare it to the comics? <laughs> To be perfectly honest, um, I've read a little bit. I've read synopsises mostly of the comics. Um, I know you guys haven't read the comics, which is fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's it's. I believe Fox usually likes to make their own things, so I'm not really worried about being spoiled by the comics or vice versa. So anything we say is not really spoiling the comics for you, and I don't think the comics will spoil the f- show for you. They're taking an entirely different direction, it seems. Lucifer was based... Uh, he's a character from the Sandman series... And then he eventually got his own comic book series called Lucifer. Who would have guessed that was the name they chose? And now they decided to make a pilot of the show. It was originally created by Tom Capinos of Californication. So if you've seen Californication, you can... David Duchovny. Hell yeah. You can you can definitely see in this pilot some traces of that David Duchovny swag in the main character. Mm-hmm. Tom Capinos is a brilliant lighter. He kind of took a step back from the show mm-hmm. after it got picked up. 
but it's uh, executive produced by Len Wiseman, who does Sleepy Hollow currently, and now it's showrun by Joe Henderson from White Color, which, White Collar, which is a detective series. So it kind of has a lot of aspects of you know you got the supernatural guy, you got the detective guy, you got the creator with all the swagger. So. All those elements should put together a pretty good product, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, That's I'm, the hope. That, that is the hope. So <laughs> the show starring Tom Ellis as Lucifer, Lauren German as Chloe Dancer, Leslie Ann Brand as Mazakine, Kevin Alejandro as Dan, Rachel Harris as Linda, and D.B. Woodside as Amenadiel. Um, What do you think of... Here, let's go ahead and just say overall thoughts of the pilot right after viewing it. What did you think, Isis? Cute. Cute. <laughs> And I and I don't mean cute like oh that's so cute it was just I wanted more I don't know I felt like I needed some more raw action more raw emotion more more aggressiveness mm-hmm. I I, I kind of a little want... bit more demon yes so you're a little you're expecting it to be a lot darker yes. What about you, Sam? I agree. It was a little predictable. I mean, it was funny that they called him Lucifer Morningstar, which that's what his name means, Morningstar. So I thought, of course, they're going to make little puns throughout the entire pilot, which I thought was pretty good. I enjoyed some of them. I had a little laugh here and there. But I agree with what Isis is saying as far as I kind of wanted a little bit more. I wanted something a little bit darker. We're talking about the devil here. So clearly it has to be something edgy. He's very temptation-filled as far as whatever he does. He likes to pull out people's inner desires. And while we saw that a little bit with the therapist, I mean, there were some things that I felt like we could have pulled the edge up even more because I didn't realize that he was going to be so sensitive even around children and things like that. And that's kind of mentioned in the episode that he's kind of becoming too human. So I don't know. I kind of want to see the darker devil side a little bit more. So it's interesting you say that because I think the the build-up of this series is Mm -hmm. to see where he goes. Right. And to see whether he'll revert back to dark demon side devil or if he enjoys the human race. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that kind of helped me with the show and made me like the show more is reading the backstory of this character that is Lucifer from the comics. Right. Um, For the people who haven't read the comics or haven't even, like, looked up what it is, so Lucifer was, of course, the devil. He's a fallen angel. He's the fallen angel of hell, and now he has been the ruler of hell for 10 billion years Mm -hmm. and is just kind of sick of being just the one in charge of everything, punishing people and doing that. Mm -hmm. So he's retired, which is kind of the story arc of why he goes to Los Angeles. Um, In the comics, he goes to somewhere else and then ends up in Los Angeles. Hmm. But the the interesting part about the character that I found from from reading about it is, and it puts a lot of the decisions they make in the show in perspective knowing this, and that's the only reason I'm talking about the comics right now, guys, is his view towards who he is as as an evil demon mm-hmm. or as an angel, whatever you want to call them, fallen angel, evil right. demon, is is he predestined to be an evil demon? Is he predestined to hate everything and be the one who punishes? Or is it part of God's Choice. plan mm-hmm. for him to be the predestined mm-hmm. evil one? Right. And a lot of it is him... A lot of the, the, the topic matter of the comic series is deal with, dealing with moral decisions mm-hmm. and whether... Are these decisions that he's making in the in the mortal realm, are they his decisions or are these decisions predestined by fate? Mm-hmm. So right now we have Aminadil telling him he needs to go back to hell, but at the same time you can also think on the other side of the coin that 
Amenadiel's sole role is to tell him one thing so God can keep him in the mortal realm longer. Right. So, like, that's the interesting thing is is I think this is going to be one of those shows where there's going to be a gigantic twist towards the end of the season mm-hmm. that if you rewatch all the episodes, everything's going to be like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. I could see that, definitely. I think they're going to lay in a lot heavier in the next few episodes with uh, the morality and with him being darker or what he's actually thinking as opposed to just him drawing secrets out of other people, uh, which is why we had the therapist, I think, just so it'll give us a written way of finding out what's actually on his mind instead Mm -hmm. of just him being the cocky bastard that we have learned him to be in the pilot. Uh, (laughs) Pilots are meant to sell a show. If you guys don't know how Hollywood works, uh, people create a concept, they create a show, they film a pilot, and they pitch it to different networks. This one was obviously... Um, let's hook him with this character and let's hook him with the tagline of, okay, is humanity rubbing off on the devil? Right. What happens if you if you sub- submerge the devil in humanity? Does he become more human or do you, does he become more evil or does he become an angel? So through him saving a woman who's unaffected by his charms, we'll see. That's um, interesting, especially because in Milton's Paradise Lost... Uh, the devil is sent there basically, or actually he sends himself, he offers to go himself down to the Garden of Eden where he meets up with Adam and Eve. And he goes specifically after Eve because she's the vain woman and basically is easier to his charms. So he pretty much targets her and changes form to ultimately get her to eat the apple. Which, to me, in this show, I'm feeling like Chloe will ultimately be the Eve he will have to tempt at some point. But we'll see. That's a little bit of the prediction section for you later. But I do see a lot of comparisons and juxtapositions between the two as far as what I've seen in the pilot so far. But if you <clears throat> if you hear at the beginning when the, they're having the session with the therapist, mm-hmm. For some reason, he can't. Chloe, it does not fall She's for not, his charm. Yeah. And the therapist says it bothers you. Yeah, it bothers you. Yeah. And I think that's also going to be one of the reasons why he keeps on staying around. Yeah. Because he's kind of like it bothers him, but he's probably attracted to this woman that can't fall resist for anything. Him, yeah. That resists him. <laughs> but at the same time, I think he likes her too. You know, sees a woman, you know, with a child and. See some good in her, mm-hmm. so I, I I feel that 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 temptation is going to be hard to comfort Delilah to fall for him, right? And it, it bothers him. The, the therapist said it. No, it does bother him, and I think that's the the sleepy hollowness of this show. I don't know if you guys have watched Sleepy Hollow at all. Is that you have the supernatural character paid up paired up with the person from the real world, and it's like, what kind of hijinks are they going to do? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, she's the she's the mortal realm person that he's paired up with. I think they have to make her special in some way, other way the show wouldn't be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really just guessing what is she. Um, in True Blood, it was what is Sookie? Oh, Why the fairy? How she was a fairy? Yeah, like mm-hmm. spoiler alert, Sam. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they haven't seen past it, it's already done but yeah you take you take the you take the supernatural character and you pair them up with somebody who is a is seemingly normal right but then there is something more to them which makes them interesting you're left guessing what what is she is she another son of god or daughter of god like is she eve in the in the new world is she just some is she the new like is she god's test for lucifer 
to whether he'll change immortal bad or whether they'll change him good. Like, is he a, is she a trial? Is she just a trial put there by Lucifer? Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting to to kind of think on the first episode of where they could be going because especially with pilots, they don't even have the direction of the show. Right. Um, it's fairly obvious from this pilot they don't know what this show kind of is. Um, it really feels like it was. All right, we got a character. Uh, what do we do with him? All right, detective, solving crimes. Cool, let's go with that. Send him, yeah. That'll get picked up. Yeah, and then definitely. We, that'll get picked up, and then we can figure out what the hell to do with him. Yes, yes. Um, so I think in the next few episodes, we're really going to feel it for the show is I really hope people hold on and really watch the next few episodes instead of, before they make their decisions on whether to stick right. with the show or not. Hmm. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really terrible for the first season, and then it got really good. So hopefully it doesn't take a whole season. Yeah, it may uh, pick up. Yeah, but... Needless to say, it wasn't a bad pilot at all. It was a good good show. Really looking forward to the rest. After episode one, Joe Henderson it takes over for writing and direction for showrunner. So he was actually mm-hmm. not involved with episode one. So I think we're going to see a big Shit, difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a big difference in the direction and the character development. Um, somebody in the chat said he reminds them of Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. Oh. <laughs> kind of interesting. I can see what they're saying there. Um, so let's just go over some of the character traits of mm-hmm. Lucifer. From from the show, what have we learned about the character, really? He's got a human side. For some reason, when I saw him interact with Chloe's daughter, Trixie, I could just see he was kind of sweet to her and also a little bit protective, like when the bully had done something to Trixie and got her, you know, in trouble with the school, that he jumped over into the situation and scared her with the whole little eye trick. And so, to me, it kind of showed he has a human side there, and as well with Delilah initially, because he tells her, you know, pull yourself together. You're wasting your talent, your life. So it seems like he really did care about this pop star who ended up murdered, you know, but I don't know. It's hard to say if he loves these people or if he has ulterior motives for them, if he wants to torment their souls in hell ultimately, you know, who really knows? But I really do see a lot of those humanistic sides that are kind of like bleeding into how he is as far as he's very, uh, he tries to pull out any bit of desire you may have. Anything secret, you know, he's a little bit manipulative, as you can see with the whole scene with the actor, and he's kind of confronted with his wife with the whole cheating scandal and stuff like that. So he can clearly use his powers for good or bad. What about you, Isis? I think, you know, I think Lucifer is being very defiant Mm -hmm. to, you know, hell. I think he's kind of like a little bit over or tired or like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be in hell right now. I just want to be on earth and just kind of play along and see what Mm -hmm. comes out. He's just going with the flow on earth, but he's being devious. He doesn't want to follow his calling. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what went on in hell that he just doesn't want to go back and he wants to just say, no, I'm not coming back. And so what went on? What happened? Why is he tired of being in hell? And he's just wants to come to Earth and hang around. It semi-reminds me of, like, a child who goes to the zoo for the first time. (laughs) And they never want to leave the zoo. Because, I mean, their home is back in their home. They have all their responsibilities back home. They have to do chores. They have to get there. They have to live with their parents and all that. But then the child goes to the zoo, and he's like, I love these animals. I want to stay here. I want to see everything. I want to experience everything. He's a child in, in the aspect of, all he's seen is is the violence mm-hmm. of humanity. 
Um, if if you were to like, if you were to look at a fire, like all you saw and all you knew of ants were fire ants. You'd be like, God, these things are annoying. Awful. I really hate these things. But then you go and you like, you create an ant farm with black ants that don't hurt you or anything. You're like, hey, look at these things. <laughs> like, this is a really terrible analogy. But he's he's experiencing a different side of the human aspect. And I think where the show will go is kind of the faith in humanity kind of thing where he's experienced the worst in humanity. Right now he's playing with humans as if they're little pets. Mm-hmm. Like he's just kind of treating them like they're ants and being like, oh, like, let's just play with aspects of their life. If I put my hand here, I know the ant's going to go this way. And let's just see what he does. Mm -hmm. Let's just play with their life a little bit. And he's shown remorse in the fact that, okay, uh, for Delilah, this character that was a nobody who worked at his club, saying he introduced her to some people and then her career became big. And you can look at that as him. He put his fist there. The ant didn't go there. It went here. But then he's just watching it for a bit, and suddenly it went to a pool of water and died. That it wouldn't have done if he hadn't put his fist down. If he hadn't interfered, her life would have been alive. Uh, so you don't really... He feels that sense of responsibility for his pet. I don't know. It's a really interesting way to look at it. I feel like the actor has to look down somewhat on humanity to play a role like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like what you're saying. From, from, from the episode, what we learn about this character is he doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an undercover thing of, hey, I'm undercover Satan. Let me pull out my pitchfork that I've hidden in the palm of my hand. Um, he's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I'm Lucifer. I draw out the desires of people. I don't care who knows. I'll walk into a wedding, shut the wedding down. <laughs> I'm mother freaking Lucifer, and I want what I want. No boundaries. Uh, we learn that his word is his bond. He says this. This is an aspect from the comics as well, is that he takes his word very highly. Mm-hmm. So if he says he'll do something, he's going to do it. Uh, which I think will follow through if we are put with a situation where he tells somebody he's going to kill them or he tells somebody they're going to be punished and they get away and will leave to this thing where that's his sole function, is his sole like path to get there. Um, and he said that he's going to eat amenable, or, uh, Amenadiel's heart. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll probably eat Amenadiel's heart in wow. this show. Um, he doesn't, he can't influence people. He can't tell them what to do. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. He only makes them act upon the desires of their heart. And makes them say the truth as well. I noticed in the scene mm-hmm. where she was like, yeah, I really don't want to sleep with him tonight. And so clearly when the bride-to-be says that in front of a group of people, he can make them say anything that's going on in their mind that they're trying to keep private. Whatever little filter they have, it's out of there with Lucifer. And that's what's interesting about Chloe, like you said, is what is her effect as far as why is she immune to these powers when everybody else isn't. And as you were saying about Amenadiel, I noticed that every time he came around, time slowed as well. So I think there's going to be a function as well, something to do with time slowing and an act happening. And I don't know. I'm feeling God is definitely intervening in some of this. But what do you guys think? I I think the... the the slow, the time slow is more of letting the audience know, okay. The presence is here. <laughs> yes. I think more of that when it comes to the time slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I have to say about time. I think the, the time slowing is, is 
is a great uh, writer's tool because mm-hmm. it, it puts you in a different position. It makes it so you know, okay, other people aren't hearing this conversation. You know that nobody else is involved except for the people who are from the underworld or heaven or whatever right. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like a speech bubble where everything they say you know that normal people aren't hearing. What will be really interesting to see is what will happen when Chloe's around when that happens. Mm-hmm. Will she be within that st- slowed down time nice. space or will she be acting normally and be able to view everything? Because it would be really a great plot twist for the for the viewer would be for Lucifer to be in the other room, time to start slowing down, and she's in a room with people who are just slowing down, freaking out. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. And Lucifer isn't around to see that she can move freely through this space. Because I think that would be really cool to kind of inform us that she's different, but still keep the mystery behind him of him not knowing that, and she hears something from him that affects their relationship. Right. I don't know. The the thing that gets me excited about these shows, and I'm sorry that this this pilot is really very linear, so if we were to break down this episode by story arc, it'd be, he goes here, he goes here, he goes here, he goes here, <laughs> he goes here, then he goes back to Jimmy because Jimmy was the one. Yeah. Um... I'd rather just talk in general about the characters and talk what we think of the characters. The great thing about the show is I can think of many, 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 many different situations where they could build a relationship between these two characters in multiple ways. Right. Without getting boring. Because, suffice to say, I've seen some pretty boring shows lately. Oh, yeah. I don't want this to be one of them. I kind of want to understand the character of the bartender. Um, yeah, who is she? You know, she says, stop caring, you're the devil. Um, she tells that to him. And is she another falling angel? That's what I'm getting, that she's another falling angel. I thought that as well. She said, like, I didn't want to come here to be a bartender be a and bartender. just to have sex. Yeah. So we know for a fact that she's from hell. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's a fallen angel or not. Uh, her name's Mazakin, which is definitely not, like, a Los Angeles <laughs> name that I've heard before. Um, Sounds a little foreign. <laughs> but, no, so she's from hell as well, mm-hmm. and it looks like... He decided to move to Los Angeles, open the Lux nightclub, and just make his helper a bartender Mm -hmm. and just leave her at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean, I guess. Yeah. But she has to be, she she sees when time slows, too. She knows when somebody else is there. So she's been in hell, but what is she? Is she a falling angel? Is she... Yeah, and interesting because they work at a nightclub, which is like the land of temptation to me. So it's like I feel like he wants to have at least one of his minions there as a a version of being able to keep tabs on an aspect of Los Angeles. A lot goes on in the club. A lot of socialites go there. A lot of people go there. And they're always showing their true selves with a few drinks. So I feel like Lux is definitely going to become a scene for action later. Um, I'm definitely thinking that. And then I was also considering another interesting character who I feel like will come along a little bit later as well is Chloe's ex, who is kind of having this little, like, beef with Lucifer in that scene where they're at the school. And the daughter was cutely like, hi, Lucifer. So is the ex Dan? I think his name's Dan. Yes. Um, I believe he's recast Mm -hmm. from the pilot. Oh, so next episode it's going to be an, a different actor playing. Wow. Him. Well, thank okay, you for good to know. Yeah. So clarification for don't you. be don't be alarmed when suddenly <laughs> she has a different ex-husband next episode. Like really? Uh yeah, but no, yeah. Dan's an interesting. I want to talk really quick about Mazakin before we go off the topic mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. And look at the difference between her uh moral fiber and Lucifer's moral fiber. Cuz there's a lot of wiggle room here to play with in mm-hmm. that He's interested in humans. If you're interested in something, you're naturally not going to just go out and destroy it. Right. 
She's not. So I don't think she'll care whether or not a human, 10 humans, 100, 1,000 humans die. So I think we have a little room to play with there where anything he could be setting up could be completely destroyed by her without her even knowing that he's setting it up because she just doesn't care. If somebody's going to come mess with her, she's probably just going to take them out. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that'll be an interesting uh, dynamic between those two characters because he cares, she doesn't. And who knows? She can also be a tool for the people in hell, the father or um, Amenadia. Amen- yeah, hey. Am I saying it right? Amenadia. Yeah, it's sounding good. Amenadia. She could be a tool for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know where they yeah. Or is she going to be loyal to Lucifer? Okay, so people in chat, let me correct you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I misread an article online. Uh-huh. So the recast was from the pilot. So it will be the same person. So Kevin Alejandro is the recast. Oh, Got okay, it. Good. Okay, cool. So thanks, guys, in the chat for clarifying <laughs> that. So Kevin Alejandro was in this. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Great. Got it straight Good to out. know, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> what an interesting thing about this show, too, where I feel like the usual antagonist of Lucifer may be seen as the protagonist in this series, just because he's kind of helping out the LAPD, and he doesn't really seem entirely all that bad yet. We haven't seen him hurt one person. We've only seen him use his abilities to solve a crime case. So, I mean, yeah, he does a few things here and there. He did hold that rapper, you know, over the ledge. And too vile. <laughs> yeah, too vile. So, or the, or he's the, not a saint. Or the sex executive producer, you know, the, yeah. the producer. Jimmy. And Jimmy, at the end, Jimmy. he wasn't entirely nice to either. So, clearly, he does a few things. But I do think that he will serve as the protagonist, strangely enough, in this series, just along the way. Yeah, I believe he's the protagonist who doesn't give a damn about the greater good. Right. He only cares about what's interesting to him. Mm-hmm. I can see him walking through and killing a thousand people just to get to Chloe. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting, uh, I say interesting a lot, guys, sorry. Um, I think that's a cool point to bring up in the writing because it can turn her against him with him still being on her side. Mm-hmm. It can make her horrified by the things he's done while he's felt he has done nothing wrong. Um, it can do a lot of cool stuff that I'm just imagining in my mind right now. I, can't, I don't want to like say it because it just makes me seem like a pompous douche. No. But, like, <laughs> what you're saying is valid to see in other episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, her kind of just turning and, and saying, oh my God, what am I doing with this guy? But at the same time, maybe her in some aspect uh, feeling loyal, not loyal, but I owe him because of this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so somehow she still kind of feels like Indebted to him. Yes. Well, he does take favors. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we've noticed that. He doesn't sell, people don't sell their soul to the devil. He just takes favors. So people owe him favors. And that was a sweet moment. I mean, we can, we can break into a little bit of the episode and talk about, um, what we kind of thought. So the first thing we see is we introduce him in the car. He's got the following license plate. It's like, okay, right on the nose. Like, yeah. yeah. A little pun there. Um, there's, there's so many puns. Oh, I've just been with someone named Faith. It's ironic. <laughs> uh, he's retired. Am I the devil because I'm evil or because Dad says I was? The great scene with a men a deal. Um, but right, right off the bat, you you're introduced to a men deal fairly quickly into mm-hmm. this into this show. He pulls out his wings already. You're already like, okay, it's an angel. It's quite yeah. obviously an angel. Yeah. Do you think a men deal hates him, or do you think a men deal is only following orders? I think, I think it's both. He's following mm-hmm. orders, and he, he really does hate him. Maybe there's some kind of rivalry. 
you yeah, know, after starting hatred. a war in heaven, you're not going to be seen as, like, the good guy there ever again, I feel like. Anytime you mess with God, it's not a good look. So I feel like anybody who's a follower of God and has been a loyal follower of God, they're going to stick true to always stand by his side. And so to me, it's like they wanted to love Lucifer. Like, he was one of the four archangels originally. So the fact that he chose to view things in another way is always going to make him, like, on this just opposite playing field, which... I really think, like you said, Amenadiel can be ending without a heart. Is that what you said? Yeah, ended by having his heart eaten by yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, there you go. And <laughs> chewed out heart. Yeah, I think... Um, let me ask you this, though. What Amenadiel says is there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Right now you're here, and what's happening to all the souls of the evil and the people who are dying, what's happening to them while he's not in hell? What do you guys think is happening to them? Do you think they're going to heaven instead? I think they're coming to earth and just wreaking havoc, is my opinion. Yeah? hmm Hmm. What is happening? They're usually in limbo. Okay. I know. It could uh, be limbo, limbo as well. That's my second So maybe there's an overload of people in limbo. And yeah, like some type of purgatory somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it gives them a chance to not go to hell and given an opportunity to maybe go to heaven. They could either go to heaven, mm-hmm. they could yeah. be in purgatory, or they could just not go anywhere and be around on earth mm-hmm. and possess people. Uh, there's there's multiple ways they could go with this. I think this is going to be a running thing in the show is Definitely. where are those souls going while he's not there? What is the basis for why do they really give a crap that he's in, on earth? Like, right. Why like, can, what is his job? Yeah, like, why Why can things not be handled without the devil in hell? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say they're just all going to hell and they're not being punished, but they're just chilling in hell. And, like, the people who died during this time are just like, man, this is pretty great. Like, <laughs> my Lucifer's up, not here. He's yeah. not here. We're, we're, we're okay. And everyone in the back is like, I've been here 40 years. You suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just wait till he gets back. Um, <laughs> we're introduced to the Delilah. She's a star. She's like the Britney Spears. Uh, automatically we're assuming something bad's going to happen right. to her because he's just taking so much of a liking to her. He's helped her with her career. He's interested in her. He's like, oh, all you have to do is my favor. Girl, you just pull yourself together. It's uh, like It was like so cheesy. It's. I really thought that she sold her soul to him originally, and I thought it was like another Faustus type of parallel where basically you sell your soul for some sort of like fame or notoriety and then you realize in the end darn it shouldn't have done that now I'm dead and my soul will you know spend the rest of its life but if you look at what he said and what he's doing he's helping her just get yourself together you're gonna you know you're gonna get in trouble like what you're doing is just not right get yourself together I know but why would he want to help her is the interesting thing well that's that's where we are what we're trying to figure out why is he becoming so friendly with humans and Mm -hmm. it could go back to what you said he's like a kid playing in the zoo and he likes his people he likes what's going on he'll he'll never bring himself to their level Mm -hmm. I mean, he's obviously better than humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's He obviously portrays that air of arrogance where he can do whatever he wants. He's got the gold ring. He's got the nice suit. He's got the nice car, limited edition Corvette. Like, he's got everything that he could want. So he's obviously not going to lower himself to their level. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he can't just mess around with them a bit. Just observe. Like, see what happens. 
Yeah, he's aware that humans succumb to their vices. And so it's like because he doesn't have any desires like that to me as far as, you know, needing to escape from reality or anything like that, he just seems immune to it all and can kind of just laugh at how silly it all seems for humans to, you know, possess the traits that they do. So he's at at the zoo and one of his favorite animals gets killed. It's hurtful. Like, yeah, Yeah. like he's like, oh, because I, I interacted with this little pet mm. i play with it i saw it i helped it i so yes for him it was you know it was a loss it was hurtful yeah so she gets shot up uh he walks over the car before the guy dies i was really expecting some like ghost rider kind of thing where he's like look into my yeah. eyes yes me too. Like, me burns too. the guy's soul out um of course that's not how this show is <laughs> But you're expecting him because you're like, we he's the help. devil. What's he going to do to this guy? Listen, the most action that we got was when he did to the little bully girl and, like, the eyes turned red. Like, that was the most action we got. I do, we need more. That scene I liked because it was goat eyes. So they were, they were going back to Satan having the goat mm, head ooh. body of a man. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so he asked why end her life. Money. It's like, oh, yes, money. Great. Money. Right. That's the most blatant answer. Uh, intro, Chloe. We get our introduction to the detective Chloe. We learn about, um, we learn that the guy's Eddie Deacon, and we learn that her ex husband does not want her doing anything outside the realms because of Palmetto Street. And mm-hmm. we all don't know what Palmetto Street is. We're like, oh, what's this? Uh, this is their, this is the, this is the pilot arc right here. I think they just give you a mysterious fish hook to hang on to until the end of the episode. I really don't think we'll find out too much more. About Pomeroy's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'll come back around that maybe her husband's the one that killed the cop, or maybe there's like dirty police or something, mm-hmm. and that's why she put her neck out. And then there was a conspiracy. I don't know. That's just all conjecture at this point. Um, she's talking to him. This is it. This is our first introduction to their dynamic that we're probably going to get season long, where he just right. constantly teases her and she just constantly fires back, and it's just a back and forth. Do you think they're going to fall in love? Down the line, I mean, I actually do think she's going to fall in love with him, and maybe he will fall in love with her when it's too late. I kind of feel like it's going to be like a hit or miss type of thing. But I was wondering, do you guys notice about the whole thing, how they brought up that she was an ex-actress and she acted in this movie, you know, <laughs> showed I think that was, just com- that was just comedy that they were just throwing Is in there. Is that a little context for any reason, though, do you I, think? I, I just thought it was just thrown in there, especially that scene when they're around with the rappers and they're like, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, you saw it. That was a good movie. Yeah, you were naked. <laughs> I thought it was just comedy. Uh-huh. I didn't think it was much to I think- it. I think if you take away that, yeah. if you take away that whole backstory of her, she becomes really two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. To be honest, though, I mean, it's not, it's it's a weird thing with characters. I mean, you have this guy, right? He's Satan. Obviously, okay, Satan, most interesting person in this show. Definitely. Okay, female detective. All right, she's got an ex-husband and she's got a daughter. What else? How yeah, she really needs a past. Yeah, right. she needs a past. Okay, what could make her struggle enough that she would go out on a limb and work with this idiot? Right. She needs to be vulnerable. She needs a nude, nude actor. <laughs> yeah, she needs a new she needs a she needs a need. She needs a struggle that will force her into that hole. And no pun there, but um <laughs> no, so they give her the past of she's a Good woman <laughs> who had done a topless scene in a movie called High School Hot Tub, <laughs> which you can see on demand on... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> the sequels two and three are even yeah. the better ones. But uh, <laughs> no. Um, so you, you give her that fight. Right. Uh, she, you're going to see that coming up, I think, a lot throughout the show. A lot of people are going to recognize her. It's going to be her constant struggle that she already is a woman in a male-dominated workforce. Mm-hmm. And then she has this thing where she's topless, which already put, makes people look down on her. I think you're going to have the chief of police mentioning it and things like that. You're gonna, it's going to be the underhanded joke or underhanded insult to her throughout mm-hmm. the series. Um, obviously, he doesn't care because he's dealing with people who are much worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we get we get a little nice back and forth between them. Um, she knows that he was shot and he's fine. So somehow the immortality thing just doesn't connect with her until the end of the episode. She seems like she just doesn't care. She's like, yeah, you're the devil and what? To me, it just seemed like it didn't bother her either way. But as soon as he confirmed that you know, her therapist uh, was working with her as, like, Penny Lane as her alias, then it kind of seemed like that was the first inclination that she knew he was a devil. I mean, aside from the fact he calls himself Lucifer, it's kind of... I, I don't know why I don't feel like she connects it. Like, she really? connects it, but it's like, I don't think it phases her. Uh-huh. You know, oh, you're the devil. Like, I'll be like, oh, my God, you're the devil. man. Like, I will be really, like... You know, like, should I work with this guy? I don't know. Like, yeah. I got a daughter. So. You think it's like a Chris Angel? Yeah. Like, she's like, okay, this guy's like Chris Angel. Yeah. All right, he's got some nifty tricks. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm not attracted to him. Apparently, this therapist really likes him. Mind freak. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not so impressed. Yeah. I think she's just like, kind of like, I don't know. I don't feel like she gets it yet. Like, I think there has to be a scene that she sees everything going on and she gets so spooked out maybe him killing somebody that she's like okay it reminded it me, me of uh bedazzled have you guys seen that movie with elizabeth hurley and brendan fraser and in, in the first few minutes she tries to prove to him that yeah. she's the devil and he's like uh-uh, not having it until it's down the line when some type of big action proves it yeah i think that along the episodes we might get to see that where she really connects okay this is mm-hmm. this yeah this is a dangerous person yet uh, he's helpful and he's good to me, and right. you know, he's so, got my back in a strange way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if I want to see a love connection. I don't. I don't think I want to see that. I kind of don't like. Yeah, I, 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 I like w- them being the way they are. Yeah, I want to see like them just being very friendly, and but I really want to see a dark side that it also takes her back and makes her rethink. makes her like rethink mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, I want to see the empathy from her mm-hmm. to, to towards him. Like he's a devil. He does all this thing, but he's a good. He's good. He's a good person. One of the character traits from the comics for Lucifer is that um, it's annoying to him that he's attained all these bad traits through what people view him as. Uh, Like the selling the soul to the devil. Like Like he's the incarnate of sin. He's just the worst guy. He's evil. He's this. He's that. It's annoying to him. misunderstood, huh? Exactly. So I think uh, one of the interesting things in this episode is that she thanks him. And I think that's new to him. I think being thanked by somebody for anything is new to the devil. Because mm-hmm. he's viewed as terrible. The evil deity. He's yeah. the evil guy. He's not the he's not the devil's advocate. He's the devil. Right. So I don't know. I think we'll see a lot of that. I it's weird to me. I always feel weird covering pilots, guys. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. It's funny we 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 have a we have a rule when when people are applying to be hosts mm-hmm. that they can't talk about a pilot episode in their in their application video. 
Because I remember that. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, it's just you can't have an opinion on a pilot. You're literally just listing off characters. You're listing off what you think will happen. Right. And hoping you're right, but you don't really know because right now we have some dynamics. But well, not all the materials we need to work Yeah, there's, with, there's right. no foundation to build upon right mm-hmm. now. So we're still just running through. So I always feel weird doing the pilots. I, I like the scene in two, two Vile's house. I liked how he just doesn't <laughs> even care. He just walks in and is like, sorry, he's in mourning. Tell him I've got some narcotics. I like the Come accent in, you're doing over there. I know, it's terrible. Watch out, Tom Ellis. <laughs> yeah, just, just wait till I get into the bad British accents. People will start paying money for me to show up. Um... We get yeah we have the two vials house it's a good hip hop name they have the back and forth I love the without blues there'd be no devils music mm-hmm. I like the little throws to that mm-hmm. I loved in the church wedding the subtle thing with the priest knowing he's the devil when the priest is just like oh and like runs Mary, away yes. <laughs> um, I like the I like the subtleties behind mm-hmm. and I really hope they don't get rid of those uh, we go forward to um no, quick question do you think the the therapist knows he's the devil because she said, "Oh, you're the devil," like, and she's laughing. I know. Like, there was. Do you think she? It's a card trick to people. I think it's a card trick. It's 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 the psychological trait of if I hold a card in my hand, right, mm-hmm. and I make it disappear, you've seen the card disappear. You know that this card was in my hand and now it's gone. So you automatically think, okay, he can make a card disappear. But do you think I'm a wizard? Even if I tell you I'm a wizard and I make a card disappear, are you still going to think – are you going to really believe that I'm a wizard? Right. Or it's just a trick or – Yeah. I mean there's so much – there's – humans are by definition skeptical. Hmm. So, you know, the more somebody says there's something, the more skeptical you're going to be, which is why it's funny that he just doesn't lie. He just says, I'm the devil. Because you would think, okay, if this was really the devil, would he be telling me he's the devil? Right. Everything I know about the devil is that he tries to trick people. But the yep. therapist says it because the therapist kind of falls for his. You but know. she's like, "Oh, you're the devil. You're the devil." She's not like you're the devil. It's yeah, like, you're the devil. She likes it though. She, she loves it. She likes it. <laughs> right, I want the devil. I like that actress. I've seen her yes. in a bunch oh, of stuff before. She, oh, she's Rachel Harris. I she's think, right? yeah, yeah. She's she's been uh, in the industry for a long time. Great she's actress. series regular, I think. Right. I enjoyed well, she, she, her yeah, character she's, she's, a lot today. She's in all the episodes of the season. The she's series regular. Yeah. So she was cr- funny. I was just loving her little portrayal of being just so intrigued and, like, giggly. Yes. And you can tell she's just this educated woman who just has her guard completely back when Lucifer devil. is around. So it's good to see his powers are still working. Yeah, patient-client privilege means nothing in the face of good sex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's I, the motto. Put that on a shirt and sell it, Lucifer. <laughs> all right? Um, so we get the scene with the daughter where he shows his eyes and then we meet Lucifer and the wife and the ex-husband all in the same place. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be an animosity there based on the husband thinking that Lucifer is interested in his wife? Do you think the husband's cheating on the – or not cheating, but do you think the husband's going to have a new lover that she, he's hiding from the wife? Uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic because he's an ex-husband, but they mm-hmm. still have joint custody of the daughter, so mm-hmm. – What's the daughter's whole take on this? Will the daughter want his mom and Lucifer to get together? Are the fandoms going to start shipping Lucifer and Chloe? Oh, God, what's the ship name, ladies? You go ahead and make it up. Uh-oh. I don't know. Stratosphere. Closifer. Closifer. Closifer, like C-H-L-O-Sifer. <laughs> I don't know. I hate myself so much for that. 
I was saying stratosphere. Stratosphere? I don't know why. <laughs> what? I don't even know what the question was. Hashtag stratosphere. <laughs> Get at it, guys. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't like the husband, not the ex-husband mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, he seems shady. I think he's gonna. He's gonna have maybe some jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's gonna see Lucifer's dark side and, and question and, and see what he could do to get rid of this character. Hmm. I agree. I think Dan's tendencies in the past were probably to mistreat Chloe a little bit here and there, and I really think Lucifer is going to be the guy who puts him in his place like nobody has before. And so I'm also feeling like Trixie's going to play a little bigger role than we're assuming now as well because she's going to kind of see Lucifer possibly as like a father figure. I kind of got that vibe a little bit today, just how he protected her in the school and how when she was leaving for the school bus, you know, she waved to him goodbye and it was just this big, adorable, toothless smile. And so clearly, like, there's a bond already. But I do see a lot of Dan's shady antics just coming through, through his eyes and through his presence, ultimately, just with even the few scenes I saw so far. Do you think... Do you think Dan is mistreating... Uh, Trixie at all? Mm, I can't tell that part yet, but possibly. We don't want that. Yeah, we're hoping not. It's, then it's, it's going to go all show hell breaks no, The writers could do that. Mm-hmm. They could take that direction to put the put the animosity between Lucifer and the dad. I don't know. It's it's an interesting kind of, direction they could take. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of strong. Nobody likes to see Who knows? It. I mean, Trixie was in trouble for being in a fight at school, so where did she learn that type of behavior? You know, Well, so both her possibly. parents are detectives. So. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, I guess. But I don't think it, watching that. I don't, I don't want to see a kid be mistreated. Me neither. Let's it, in a, even if it's in a light oh, form. Oh, yeah, true. So I don't know if that's something that... Okay, I'll... I'll God, I'll, you... will retract. <laughs> what do you think? Is this Showtime, HBO? Like... It, it, you're right, it is Fox. Fox. Keep it light, keep it light. They said hooker. Yeah, yeah they, they did. taught a little girl hooker. They did, they did. I like that they, they told the dads, like, okay, you tell her what hooker is. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we continue, guys, I want to remind all of our audience that... All of you can help us out here. Uh, we do all these shows for free. They're all on iTunes. They're all on YouTube. The only thing we ask of you guys, which, you know, I'm sorry for asking for anything from you guys because all I want to do is give you guys stuff because that's all we do here. Just hit that thumbs up button on the YouTube video. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about the show. If they like the show, tell them to join us live and talk about it. I'm in the chat. We got Sylvia Love. We got Ivan Soto. Uh, we got Boo69Ps. Uh, Vern C. Nice. Philip Baker. We got tons of people in, in the chat. So, uh, Mouse Dresden, just join us. Send your comments. You can tweet at us and let us know your comments throughout the week, and we'll respond to you guys, especially once we get to predictions. I'd love to talk to the fans about the predictions. But what you can also do... Go to iTunes.com, or no, just open your iTunes app. Everybody has iTunes now. And search After Buzz Lucifer. It'll be the podcast that pops up. Click on it. Leave us five stars. Leave us a rating. And leave a comment telling us what you think. If you leave a comment, we're going to give you a shout-out live on the show. And we'll read your comment. So there is no reason why you shouldn't do this, aside from whether you hate us. Which, (laughs) I don't know why you would. But it's been known to happen. Wink, wink. No, but guys, go ahead and do that. Help us out. And we're almost out of time, so we're going to just go ahead and talk a little bit about anything else we want to talk about. I, I, I like the last scene with the production studio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is the climax of the episode where they find out that Jimmy was the one because the watch. Oh, I like I like the actor too, where he was like, "Oh yeah," and I was sleeping with her, and the wife's like, "Well, I was sleeping with your bodyguard. I climbed him like a <laughs> I tree." I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very lots of sex in this episode, but when you're dealing with desire, sex is a big desire for oh, lots yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they Jimmy gets shot by her because he's putting a gun to one of the talent's heads. Lucifer's yelling at her profusely for killing him because Lucifer really wanted to punish him. Mm-hmm. He really wanted to really mess with him. And an interesting thing was said here is she says, well, he's dead now. He's going to go down to where he deserves and get the punishment there. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer says, no, he's not. Because he's not there, I'm assuming, right? So So what happens to him? Are there, will they ever be tormented? Will they be punished? Because normally if a guy is going to do all sorts of terrible things, like have somebody murdered, he'd go to hell. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing conjecture at this That's point i'm not very religious right. i wouldn't know um he would go to hell i would think so she's assuming he she kills him he goes to hell he's tormented for the rest of his afterlife lucifer says no he mm-hmm. won't be punished so now we know that lucifer is needed in hell because people are not being tortured like they should mm-hmm. not you sound really evil lesson. saying that i <laughs> <laughs> People are not being tortured like they should. Yes, it's uh, the truth. So, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because now I'm like, okay, he's really needed in hell. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be with Amenadiel mm-hmm. and wanting him to come down. Because now we, we, we keep on asking ourselves, what is happening with those souls? Do they stay alive and continue being bad people? Right. I mean, in the Bible, Lucifer is a prosecutor. It's brought up in the book of Joe. And so I do agree with you there as far as he's probably needed down there, even in this series, to kind of just keep things the way they need to be and to restore order kind of in a world where everybody makes these decisions and you base your life on sinning or being a good person and it kind of teaches the later generations the same lessons. So what happens if nobody's learning the lessons in their former years? But then again, nobody tells us what happens after death anyways really can we ask the audience to like on the youtube comments to comment and let us know what do they think uh it's what happens to the souls that are not being punished what's happening with them are they going to hell are they staying in limbo what is your whole take on the people that are not being punished because lucifer is on earth playing around what happens to those people if you guys have any ideas any thoughts um Please let us know on YouTube on the comment session. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, I will say it was crazy to see the reflection of Satan in the in the glass, which was nice when mm-hmm. he decides to punish himself, which we don't even know what he did to the guy. Cuts exactly. away. She just sees him being shot and being fine and then taking the guy and she's out that point mm-hmm. and then she wakes up and he's like you've been out for three years just messing with you you're, you're fine she's like you jerk <laughs> you jerk she would look so much worse than she looked she was shot three times in the side and she wakes up in the hospital look at my sexy hair my sexy makeup oh my daughter just jumped on my side and it's yeah. like oh no you'd be like oh, that would hurt so bad blood's question because you yeah you're like all right, you'd be yelling at your daughter at that point. You'd be like, Trixie! Get out of here, Trixie! It's Hollywood. It's, it's Hollywood. Gunshots don't do anything yeah. in Hollywood. Hollywood. 
Okay, I think, I mean, that's the episode, guys. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the next episode to really have more build upon these characters. Plus, with the pilot, you don't know where they're actually taking the show, so anything is really just conjecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you guys like to get into news and gossip? Definitely. I read a little controversy after, after this. Okay, now you're intrigued, people. Okay, so on May 28, 2015, the AFA website One Million Moms launched a petition to prevent the show's airing, so it actually was not going to happen. The petition once said the new series would glorify Satan as a caring, likable person in human flesh. So, of course, that's kind of a controversial subject. One Million Moms posted the petition on the aforementioned date, and 27,800 people... Uh, 85, I'm sorry. People have asked Fox to cancel the program by signing the petition, but the petition has since been removed, clearly, since it aired today, so it kind of was squashed and ran over, considering I think they're going to try to show a few good sides of Lucifer, potentially. So how did it get on TV? We will find out, but as far as what we see in the pilot, it looks like we're going to see a little bit of humanity in the devil himself, so... You did that totally like newscast. I know, style. right? I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, where's the teleprompter? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we are gonna like Lucifer. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I think their complaints are unfounded. I think literally out of all the shows on TV, you're gonna be complaining about this one. Mm-hmm. Like really, like I think yeah. if people want to complain, you're welcome to complain, but nobody has to listen to you. Even if there's thirty thousand of you, shut up. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the right to not be offended by something. Deal with it. I mean, you got HBO, Showtime, you know, yeah. all you have sorts of stuff going on. Nowadays. I mean, you had Constantine, you yep. had that show, you have so many movies with the devil and portraying. Be dazzled, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Nicky. You can't forget about Little Nicky. He was, was the son of the devil. Oh, you hit me with a shovel. I mean, that was a great movie. This that was I think that was a prequel to the No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one little note real quick. In the comics, when he leaves hell, it's not like a spur of the moment thing, like, oh, I'm just gonna leave. It's he put two people in charge of hell and then left. Right. So I don't know if they're gonna hold true to that. Uh, that I really don't like again, like I really don't think that's a spoiler at all, people. Because there's no way they're gonna take this show to hell. And but that would be cool to see who's in hell taking charge of. Yeah, no. we want we want to see a little glimpse of hell. I think I do. I, I, I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I want to see Lucifer let loose. Fur. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into predictions. <laughs> what is it? And now you're after Buzz TV. Vern C says one million moms needs to go away. We already have the Kardashians. <laughs> We have more shows. We already have other shows we need to get off the air. That's true. There you go. Uh, My prediction for Lucifer is a a real battle with Amenadiel. Like a real, like, uh, like, action. Like, I want to see this, maybe the whole eating the heart out. Um, Eat your heart out. Something like that. You know, I want to, that's what I see. I see, like. The, the buildup of him coming back. Hey, you gotta get back. You gotta get back, Lucifer. No, 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 no. And then just something explodes and like a real fight action. Maybe in that slow time, maybe um, Chloe can see that, or the child. Oh, Ooh. that would be really like. What if the child can see that? Hmm. Because the child also likes Lucifer. Yeah. Remember, child children are supposed to be more psychic and they're supposed to see. So, what if a Menendez kills the ki- child? <laughs> Okay, wow. that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> a thousand moms are gonna come back. 
They're going to come back, okay? You guys, for you. You guys haven't done an after show with me. Um, anyone who's watching from Sleepy Hollow or anything knows that I come up with the craziest theories about anything. Right. And there's nothing too crazy because I think a good writer will find all the crazy theories and make the best one out of them. Absolutely. Because if, if, like, if you think of 20 crazy things and they use three of them, it means that they're actually thinking. Mm -hmm. If they go for the obvious, I don't like the show. Right. So what do you think is going to happen, Sam? I'm feeling like Amenadiel also is going to intervene and kind of pull Lucifer back down to hell at an inconvenient time. For some reason, I feel like God will only intervene when a certain situation is, you know, happening. And I'm feeling like he's going to be sent there. And either the tormented souls will be there or not, depending on what's ever happened to them. And then also, I'm predicting a sort of... Uh, romantic bond with Chloe and Lucifer kind of growing, you know, in the next few episodes, despite her being annoyed and put off by him at times. She's going to, she's going to find him endearing down the line. What do you think the, the force is going to think of Lucifer? The force? The force, like the police force, like people, because oh, he's like, like are we in Star Wars? <laughs> May the force be with Lucifer. Yoda no, like no, what do you think the, what do you think the police department's going to think of her working with this guy who claims to be Lucifer? Oh, they're not going to like it at first, but then he's going to figure out something that they need, and then they're going to realize, you know, he might be an asset. That's my prediction. I don't think the cops are going to be too involved. I don't think... It's a detective that. story. Yeah, but... Okay, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I've already talked about my predictions kind of throughout the entire thing, because I'm a motor mouth. But uh, let me just predict a few things for you guys. Uh, one of these days, we're going to have the showrunner in here. Uh, <gasps> he's already said that he wants to come on the show. He's He was he came in for Graceland when I was hosting that, so I'd love to get him back. And then we're going to try to get some of the cast in here because uh, some of them are in Hollywood, so why not? And otherwise, just have them Skype in. Guys, if you want them on here, you should just tweet at them to tell them to come on the show. Again, tell a friend, hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and come back next week where we'll be doing episode two, which will be at Monday at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. In the meanwhile, if you'd like to ask us questions about Lucifer or what other shows we're doing or whatever you want, or if you have any questions about Popcorn Talk Network for me, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, that's S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, also be doing the Better Call Saul and Sleepy Hollow after shows coming up soon. Where can we find you two lovely ladies on the social media sphere? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. And you can find me, Isis Velasquez, and the number four on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Alright guys, thank you for tuning in to the Lucifer After Show. We'll be here next week for episode two. We'll see you then. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 